Steve's your man. So um, I'll let now. This is new for me, driving my slides from the front when the machine's at the back. So I need to turn it on. There we go. So that's me, that's the date, and that's what we're going to talk about, a thankful and generous heart. Okay, we're rolling. First of all, I need to say, a, well, I don't need to, but I am going to say a great big thank you to every single one of you. In general, as a church family, we don't say thank you often enough. And we don't say thank you to God often enough for the amazing things that he does in and amongst us as a people and through us as a people. And we don't say thank you enough to each other. So on behalf of Ben, David and myself as the elders and Jim and the rest of the directors of SCF, I want to say a huge thank you to every single one of you you're all valuable in God's sight and in ours, regardless of what you do. But I feel hugely privileged with being part of a body of people who just do so much and are so generous. So, thank you. And as I run through the rest of what I'm about to share this morning, I want you to keep that big thank you they're firmly in your mind. And if there's nothing else that you remember out of the next 30, 35 minutes, then please remember that thank you. This is going to drive me mad. Can you move on to my slide number four, please, Chris? There we go. So, my discernment is that God wants to affirm us as a people. And here are just a few of the examples as I was praying about this that came to my mind. Over Impact Week, there was a huge number of us, of you, that gave up your time to be part of that impact week. Thank you. On the Saturday morning, there were over 60 people in the lounge ready to go out onto the streets and into the park. I know how nervous, how apprehensive I was about that morning, and I know loads of other people were as nervous, if not more nervous, than I was. Thank you for giving up your personal preferences and being there on that Saturday morning. On the Sunday morning, including gift aid, and Steve will tell me if I get this wrong, we collected over £5,000 
for Mission 24, for that mission in Argentina. Thank you for your generosity with your money. When I sent these slides through to Chris, he, he asked me whether the line through centre of care was a mistake. And I said, no, it isn't. Because there are lots of organisations in Solihull who care for people really well, who do an excellent job in caring for people. But it's only through the local church that people have the hope that Anna prayed about this morning. It's only through the local church, it's only through us here at SCF and the gospel of Jesus Christ that we can give people the hope for eternity. So I want us to stop talking about the centre of care and I want us to start talking about a centre of hope. And what we see during the week is huge numbers of people being blessed out of a range of activities here at the bridge, whether it's breastfeeding cafe, stay and play, whether it's the community lunch, whether it's bereavement, whether it's love acceptance and healing. All of those things are testimony to the servant heart of you, the people of SCF. So thank you. Steve's shared about our finances. When I say to people that our turnover as a church is round about £233,000 a year, and they say to me, where does the money come from? I say it comes out of the pockets of the people in SCF. Over 90% of that 233000 either comes out of your pockets directly or through the gift aid that's associated with it. We don't have, apart from a small amount of, of lettings income and some gifts that come in, we don't have any other source of income. So, and we have seen people giving faithfully over decades into this church. So thank you for your faithfulness. Slide number five, please. But God wants to call us even further. Somebody recently said to me, surely we're doing pretty well, aren't we? Uh, why do we need to change? Why can't we stay as we are? There's a number of answers to that question. As Anna prayed this morning, we've all been bought with a huge price. And that price means that we've, Jesus Christ paid the price for us and we therefore have a duty out of that payment that he's paid. As we speak out the words and call Jesus Lord, how real is that in our lives? If he really is Lord, then he's Lord over everything in our lives, not just the things that we want him to be Lord over. Stephen Wood was one of the, the founders of Solihull Christian Fellowship. He said to us that years ago, the church heard from God, and they talked about it, and they prayed about it for a long time, and they didn't do anything about it. And his great sadness is the church at that time, SCF 
at that time missed a great movement of God. We as SCF missed an opportunity to move in God's will at that time. Lastly, if we're not moving forward, then we're slipping back. I was uh, talking to Mark Flanagan on Thursday evening, and he was saying how he's not riding his bike as often as he did, and he was bemoaning the fact that his fitness levels were dropping down. There he is at the back. Sorry, Mark, for using you in vain. Um, but it, that's a truism that unless we're continuing to move forward, then we're slipping back. The great Welsh revival in the the early 1900s brought about a huge movement of God throughout Wales. Chapels sprang up throughout Wales. Huge buildings with packed to the rafters with people praising God and moving in God's will. But so many of them now are empty. Or there's a few old people holding on. They're living museums. David, Ben and I take our responsibilities for spiritual direction, oversight and care of this church really seriously. None of us want to see this church being becoming a museum and slipping back and talking about the glory days. Do you remember when? I want to be hearing about testimony of what God is doing today and yesterday, not what he did 30, 40, 50 years ago. That's my heart. I know it's Ben's heart and I know it's David's heart too. So we're called for a purpose and seeing that destiny that God has for us come to fruition, seeing the fruit that God has for us and for this locality needs us to be both obedient and purposeful. And each and every one of us is called to have a thankful and generous heart. And praise God, we see that in so many ways, as I said earlier. But we can't rest on our laurels. We have to keep moving forward. We often talk about SCF's DNA. What, what's within us, what's in our character, what defines us. I can look back now over 30 years that Sue and I have been members of this church. And I give thanks for the great men and women who shaped me, for their example, for the time that they've spent in discipling me so that I could be the man of God that I am now. I've still got a long way to go, but I stand on the shoulders of people like Dave Watts and Alan Cameron. I give thanks for the amazing provision of this building and the sacrificial giving of the people who are in the church at that time who made this possible. We should never, ever take it for granted.
I give thanks for the courage of our directors and trustees who've released finances because they believed it was the right thing to do before God, even though it was perhaps not entirely logical at the time. I give huge thanks for the privilege of walking alongside David and Ben and the rest of the leadership team and every single one of you here that encourage me on a regular basis. Thank you. So as we look back and give thanks, our faith rises for the future of what God is going to do in and through us, his people. So we're walking already in this new era that we keep talking about. It's not something in the future, we're already walking in it. We are, we are in it. It's God's will for this church. It's God who is moving and it's, he's calling upon us to move with him. Because what he wants to happen is for lives to be transformed, but also to, for our community to be transformed as well. For greater numbers of people hearing the good news of Jesus Christ and dedicating themselves to be, to be his disciples. Why should we travel? Well, God's spoken. And when God speaks, we need to listen and take note and go with him. We need to continually nurse the fire of the Holy Spirit, fanning the flame of our faith and partnering with the Holy Spirit. This is one of the words that came out of our Sunday evening prayer sessions. Fan the flame, continually seek the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Remaining true to God's word and walking with him as he directs. And then we had this, out of those Sunday evening sessions, we had this amazing picture of a table. And the more I dwell on this picture, the more layers I start to unpeel about it. It's a round table with Jesus sitting at the table, with people who've been in SCF since Adam was a lad, since the, for, for donkey's years, and those people who've just joined SCF and become members of the church family, but other people who are seeking God, who are seeking to become disciples of Jesus Christ. And then those people who have yet to discover what Jesus can do in their lives. All sitting around the table, all tasting the goodness of God. Everyone being honoured equally. Every single one of them made in the image of God and every single one of them, whatever their journey, wherever they are on that journey, being honoured. That's an amazing picture. We've got a long way to go but we're on the journey.
We're called to be countercultural as a people. And we, we come across that more and more, don't we, in society these days. God's plan is that there's plenty in the world for everyone. But as we know, that isn't the reality. There's huge differences between countries, geographies. There's huge differences here in Solihull as a borough. And yet that's not God's plan. And we, as a, as a people, have the ability to transform people's lives. We've got the ability, because we've received God's grace and his love, because we can exercise that grace and that agape, i.e. unconditional love, that doesn't expect anything in return, we can bestow honour and respect and we can freely give. That will enable us to build trusted relationships with people that will enable us to speak into lives. But we can only do that when we have spent that time getting to know people and honouring them. But it will, ask people, it will bring people to ask, why do you do it? Why do you give a free lunch to 80-odd people on a Wednesday lunchtime? Why is everybody so cheerful? Why does everybody have a smile on their face and talk to me as if I'm an honoured guest? And we can then say, ah, because we know a man. Last week, Martin Allen uh, spoke about, the, about Kairos time and about Kronos time. And uh, Sue and I had the joy of listening to this stuck in a traffic jam on the M40 uh, on our way back up. Um, God sets his time and his plans to come into effect in his time, i.e. Kairos time. Martin was encouraging us not to miss those Kairos moments. To remain in God's will and in his timing. But we can only capture those Kairos moments if we eagerly anticipate God's destiny for us. If we put our hands in the hand of God every day and walk with him. And we hear God's timing and know his voice. That means taking time each day to specifically seek God. I know what it's like to get up in the morning and have a diary that is absolutely packed out for the rest of the day. I know what it's like to wake up in the morning and my brain is already turning on that first meeting or that first telephone call that I've got to have. I know what it's like to be struggling with somebody breathing down my neck about my set of, what, what are my numbers this month? Why haven't I achieved? Believe me, I've been there. But I found that just by carving out a small amount of time each morning and it can be as little as four minutes. Believe me, you can set your phone 
on a timer for four minutes, sit there and just let yourself listen to God. For me, that means sitting there with my feet flat on the ground, with my hands on the, on the side of the chair, and then allowing my heart rate to drop down. And then I look for Jesus. So often, he appears for me in a white gown walking through a field by the river. At other times, he's sitting there on a bench right next to me. I never see his face because he's always got a hood over his head. But I know he's there at the side of me. Taking that time out each morning to thank God and just be in his presence allows us to capture those Kairos moments. Steve's given us some background on where we are financially. We're all called to give into our home church. Scripture often talks about giving into the storehouse. And there's lots of teaching on how we should give. And if you go on the, the website afterwards, you'll be able to look at these, these, these Bible references. But as elders, we believe that everybody, every member of the SCF church family is called to give financially into the storehouse, which is Solihull Christian Fellowship. We firmly believe that 10% of income is a good benchmark. And that scripturally is sometimes talked about as a tithe. We also believe that as a people, we're called to give free will offerings. And God gives us the freedom to hear from the Holy Spirit about where we're going to sow those free will offerings. But it's important that we give first into our church our 10%, and then the free will offerings come on top of that. And that's all about hearing from the Holy Spirit. And I was hugely honoured by Jonathan on the Saturday morning when he encouraged us to prayerfully consider what we were going to give into his, his mission trip to Argentina. But he was stressing, give into your church first and then give into that trip. There's a whole list of ways from Scripture about how we're being called to give systematically giving on a regular basis means that it becomes a habit and we develop good habits and that also means that people like Steve can actually plan the church's finances a lot better we're also called to give proportionately as I say 10% is a good benchmark but I know what it's like not to be giving 10% and think 10% is a large amount of money. 
What we're called to do in that situation is intentionally build a plan that gets us from where we are now to that position of giving 10%. Praise God, I also know what it's like to be able to give more than 10%. And in those situations, God says, give proportionately more than you are being called to give as a minimum. Intentionally, we're all called to steward our finances. And we can all have a look at our finances. Can we give up that extra latte from Starbucks? Can we make our sandwiches at home for work rather than buying sandwiches at lunchtime from Pret? Can we shop around for our utilities and get a better utilities price? All of those things, all of those little incremental gains enable us to move towards that ability to give more, to invest into the kingdom of God. Because it is an investment. We are investing in the kingdom of God. We're investing in all the things that I talked about earlier about transforming lives and transforming our communities. It's an investment. And we're all called to give cheerfully and voluntarily. As a church, we don't want anybody to feel under condemnation. And I'm not about bringing condemnation this morning. But we want people to be able to give out of the calling of the Holy Spirit, out of a response to the calling of the Holy Spirit. And that means we have to take that time to listen to the Holy Spirit to know how we are being called to give. Chris is going to move my slide for me. There we go. So some of the questions that I'm sure we all ask ourselves. It's my money. I give what I can. I give when I can. But what God the Father can do through us, his people here at SCF, may not be constrained by our government, by our obedience. It can be constrained. What he can do through us can be constrained by our obedience to his will. It can be constrained by us not listening to the Holy Spirit. It can be constrained by us not doing what the Holy Spirit is calling us to do. But it's not constrained by the needs of the kingdom of God. Or I would submit from the resources that collectively we here at SCF actually have under our control. Everything we have comes from God. We're only ever giving back what he has given us in the first place. We're only ever 
investing a proportion of what he has given us. Sometimes it's easier to look at it the other way, isn't it? He's allowing us to keep 90% of what he's given us. And he's asking us to invest the 10% on his behalf into the kingdom. Home group leaders, there's, some, there's lots of ref, Bible references that I included earlier on. There are some slides at the end of this deck that I'm not going to go through, which are about the scriptural references to giving. Uh, those are there for you home group leaders and home groups and individuals to be able to go through in your own time. I'm not going to go through them now. But please, please remember what I said at the beginning. A big thank you to every single one of you. I'm hugely privileged to be part of a church where we do so much and we allow God to move through us in so many different ways. And, but we are also, let's not miss that destiny that he has for us. So we're all being called to walk ever closer with God, to put our hands in his every day. And SCF has always been a church of people with big hearts. Let's continue to do that. Let's not, con- let's not miss that move of God because we've not been willing to press in. And as I said earlier, it's about obedience. It's not about condemnation. What I'm going to do in a moment is ask the ministry team to come out. Um, So, uh, ministry team, if you could get yourselves ready. And perhaps if the band come back up and play while we're ministering as well, that would be good. But if you've been convicted by anything I've shared this morning, then it would be really good to pray with you. Uh, And there will be people here who will be able to pray with you. As I, was, as I was reflecting this morning, I was prompted to just say that there are pieces of paper and pens around somewhere. I'm sure the guys at the back have got them. Um, if you feel that you want to make a practical contribution out of what we've talked about this morning, then just write it down on a piece of paper and stick it in the baskets at the back. There are very few people In fact, there's probably three people who will ever see what goes into those baskets. Can I, just just, just as an aside, Ben, David, and I make a point of never knowing what anybody in this church actually gives. We go to great lengths to make sure that 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 is the case. Because we don't want ever to be actually or accused of treating anybody differently depending upon what they're giving. So whatever you put in those baskets, David, Ben and I don't see. So uh, if you feel that you want to scribble something down and put it in the the baskets, then David's got them at the back. 
perhaps you're struggling with finances and you need God to really break through in the area of your finances, then again, we'd like to pray with you. Sally's already said this morning that about if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you haven't dedicated your life to being a disciple of Jesus Christ, and yet you started to hear things this morning, perhaps even now, your heart's just racing a bit faster. The hairs on the back of your neck are starting to rise. Then again, we'd love to pray with you. So if any of those areas apply to you, um, when the ministry team come out, and Jess is going to bless us with twanging something on your guitar, are you? That's good. Um, then um, come out and be prayed for. And uh, as I say, a great big thank you from the bottom of my heart. <laughs>